0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. What's going on, man? And we're, we're we're waking up on a you know a new week um, new that week. that almost sadly, a new month, yeah. And and, and sadly for the next you know, almost two weeks, you know now we're we're gonna have to talk about the Eagles uh, playing in the Super Bowl. So see, I was trying to avoid that conversation as long as possible. So who is you know like, like how am I feeling kind of this week I, I'm feeling good you know personally cool. but but the fact that I have to you know deal with that for the next two weeks it, it's just kind of killing the whole mood um overall so you know I, I, overall not great but no um, I'm fine you know whatever we got a lot to did, talk about hold on. today most
1: importantly did you break out the Patrick Mahomes jersey that you had in your closet for all those years
0: Patrick Mahomes jersey will be on um you know every day for the next 2 weeks it'll be on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday the entire day um I'll be kissing it before I go to sleep every night you know I, I will be doing some you know uh some some extreme things to make sure Patrick Mahomes does whatever it takes to beat this Eagles team but I'm work, I'm working on my chop and my chant you know yep. what? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm, with I'm ready you, so we got, uh, we got to recap both those games, the NFC and the AFC Championship. Um, you know, the NFC one went a little, you know, I hate to say it, the way I thought it would go. I'm, I'm not really surprised how well the Eagles dominated, but the AFC Championship delivered yet another, you know, classic. So we got to yep. talk about that. Also, the NFL Honors will give our predictions on MVP, Offensive, Defensive Player of the Year, the Rookies of the Year, Coach of the Year, and so on. And then the NFL Hall of Fame uh, mm-hmm. finalists were announced uh, before they cut them down to who actually gets inducted there so we'll break those down as well i think last year we did it i think we were pretty i think I we're was pretty, pretty, we're pretty yeah, close yeah we were pretty close on uh, on who actually yeah. got in so we will go about that um again all right let's get into it We've got a lot of stuff to talk about let's run it oh it's
1: the upright again that's impossible pass is intercepted at the goal line. Vikings win it. How
0: about before we get into this NFL news and recap those two games? Uh LeBron James. Uh, tonight mm. he plays or his Lakers play the New York Knicks. He's only about 100 points away from breaking the all-time scoring uh, record. That is pretty Unbelievable. unreal. Um, it'll be broken at some point, probably this weekend, I believe. They play the Pelicans Saturday. Um, you know, after that, uh, they play Monday, I believe, uh, or not Monday. They, they play a Tuesday in a week from now against the Thunder. Um, so it's probably gonna be one of those two games. I actually have a friend who purchased tickets to both games, he's willing to go to either one, you know, to see it done. I mean, it's I,
1: just, thought, I thought they played the Knicks tonight,
0: no? Yeah, Knicks tonight. I'm talking about a, a week from now when he probably will end oh. up breaking it um, if, yeah. you know, he puts up his, you know, 25, 30 points a game in the next couple ones. Uh, yeah, they do play the Knicks tonight. You know, he probably will have a a big game there. It might even happen sooner um, than, than a week from now. But it's just, you know, as it gets closer, it's just kind of insane. He's the fastest player to every 1,000-point mark um, and now mm-hmm. he'll obviously have the lead um, passing Kareem there. So, you know, it's, it's it's a big feat for one of the best players of all time. Um, and, and it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's impre- it becomes more impressive as, you know, we inch closer to it. So it is uh, it, cool to see. I,
1: I mean, I never thought anybody would break Kareem's record. It was a different NBA. He was the biggest player, the most skilled player down low and mm-hmm. scored very easy baskets. LeBron does not score easy baskets. No. His twenty-five or thirty a night come at a physical cost.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's just been doing it so consistently for so long, and 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 he's just you know been at the top of the game when he was nineteen. You know, he's th- what thirty-eight, and he's still up there. It's it's ch- it's just really unbelievable the durability that he's just been able to you know grind out the you know thirty points a game every season. You know to get to this Christ. point because you have to. 38 what 38,000 points? That's you don't just get that by playing a couple years and you know scoring no. 40 here and there. That's that's incredible um you know accomplishment and he's not done. No. He, he will be he will be in the 39,000. He could even be in the 40,000 club um by the yep. end of his career. You know, he still wants to play with his son. That's going to take another 2 years at least um to do that. So we could see no, no. him kind of you know, establish himself, you know, and, and create a bigger lead there. Who's going to retire first, LeBron or Tom Brady? <laughs> we'll see. I think, I hope it's Brady, but you know, I, you know, we, we said Yeah, we've been saying yeah. that for years now. Um, I, I think the better question is who kind of up and coming now, you know, these guys, Luca Giannis, who can, who has probably the best chance to ever coming close to this kind of, you know, record. Nobody. You don't think there's Nobody. anybody? No. Even the way no. that has started his career, even the I, way that Giannis has.
1: I, know, I if just they're able don't, to play 20 years. But that's just it. I just don't see in today's era that you're going to be able to play 20 years at that high of a consistency and that level. Mm-hmm. You know, Luca. look, I, I just don't think he has the body to last 20 years. I don't think Steph Curry is going to play and, and be able to score at that many more points because, you know, he's, he's just not going to be able to put up, you know, 38,000 points. He'll be up there. You know, I, I don't think any of the other big guys, I don't think Giannis will get anywhere near it. I, I really don't. I don't think it's going to happen for a generation. Yeah. I, I think someone that you have to mention, uh, you know, again, it, it's, a, it's
0: a stretch. Damien Lillard, you know, it, yeah. is there, he has 18,000, yeah, he's Damien Lowe's only been in the league five years. I mean, that's a guy that, you know, you don't, you know, hasn't been relevant in, in terms of, you know, championships or anything like that. But, you know, he averages, you know, consistent 30 every year. You know, if he's playing the league, he's just a scorer every night. Um, so, you know, that's someone Damian there too. Damien Lillard. It's been only in the league. No, he's
1: not. He's been in, he was drafted in 2012. Oh, he's been yeah,
0: a, I'm, I'm 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 losing it here. Uh you are yeah. losing. 20. I'm like when you
1: said it, I'm like, five years. I mean, he's been in the league like 11, Sorry, sorry. 12.
0: At, yeah, 12. But still, you know, he's
1: he's he's up there. not getting close either. No, he's dude. He, nobody's he's getting close. Nobody. Luca, Nobody. Luca's the only one. If he's able to Luca, play. Luca's too long. chubby to make it that long. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. I love on. Luca. I love your buddy. Let's move on to the uh, uh, the games this past weekend. The conference. Wait, before you
1: get to the games, before you get to the games, are, are you excited about the NHL All Star game this weekend? I mean, of all the people, I think mean, you'd I, at least be excited about it.
0: Like, if if I said yes, I probably be lying. Like, wow, I love. I think love, the love, com- I think yeah. the
1: skills competition and the NHL All Star is yeah, the best All Star game of any sport. It is.
0: Well, I tune in if I'm not doing anything. Sure, and I'll, and I'll watch. But I mean, I'm. Man, all Star games just kind of. Have just lost their touch all around. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. watching the Pro Bowl games. You know, the NBA All Star game is is fun, but like it's like if you're not again if you're not doing anything that night, you know you're not stop you know canceling
1: your plans to watch it. But no, sure. but I'll this is something you tape and, and you fast forward through. I I, know, sure. I like the NHL All Star game. Three Rangers will be at it, so I, I'm I'm tuning in. Right. We'll see how they
0: do there. All right, let's get into these games. The NFC Championship, Eagles, 49ers, Eagles with a dominant win, thirty one seven and I will say this right now because I want to uh-huh. skip over the what-ifs the what-ifs Brock Purdy obviously gets hurt with a torn UCL which is just uh, the 49ers luck is is just it's, a, it's awful I mean this is a yeah. it's a it's a terrible injury you know people yeah. are we're kind of looking at Purdy and saying why isn't he in the game is it's a bruised elbow he hurt his elbow whatever now, with a UC a, a torn UCL that's you know how what pitchers get you know with with Tommy John surgery he's yeah, going to be out for like 2 years yeah. he's going to be out you know they're talking about like 10
1: months it could take oh, for him to easily. fully fully recover he's gone he's gone all next
0: year it's it's pretty you know just insane when you already look at their quarterback situation they finally find a guy where they're like you know we get lucky with another the 49ers just have the best luck and the worst one we we get lucky with another quarterback that can fit in our system and now he's done probably for another year so they got 3 injured quarterbacks you know they have three quarterbacks that they don't entirely know is their future quarterback it's a it's a mess for the 49ers but Brock Purdy doesn't get injured the score would have been the same it just it didn't exactly matter it sucks that it happened um it wouldn't have been the same the eagles it, would have won it would but have it been, wouldn't
1: have been 31 to 7
0: it it would have been the same because the eagles did what they've been doing all year long and that's just they they just find ways to win and once they they find the way to win early and then they just don't they, they don't take their you know foot off the pedal they found that defensively they knew every which way that the 49ers were going you know purdy was in the first drive whatever first two drives then Johnson in you know running the football McCaffrey had 84 yards but I really thought that you know he, he wasn't just that big of a factor especially in the, the receiving game you only had four catches you know I, I just think the defense Figured out early, Purdy or not, you know what the 49ers were trying to do. They sh- shut them down, you know, the entire game. Obviously, it was easier when the you know they had no quarterback. But, uh, th- th- again, if Purdy was in, if if the injury wasn't an issue, they would have played the same defense, I-, I truly believe. I think it's how good this team is. Jalen Hurts didn't even play good. I, but this is what I'm getting. Jalen Hurts like, didn't you're, even play good. They didn't even run the ball I, like they, they usually do. They didn't have a great
1: game offensively. But that defense they didn't do anything. is for real. That, that defense they is do for real. Look, I get the defense is for real, but me and you could have, you know, had pressure on Josh Johnson, uh, right? I, I mean, just, look, I don't think you so. You can't say you can't say that Brock Purdy's injury wouldn't have had a factor in this game. You're insane. I'm telling all you, all right? It, I mean, come on, have. Josh Johnson has played for oh, thirteen NFL look, teams. Josh the, Johnson he is how, terrible. How, how thirteen teams have have taken a chance? On this guy this should is be wild. Ridiculous. To me. I agree. Look, he was hor- horrible right? And obviously, they knew they were going to run, run, run. And when Brock Purdy came in, and he couldn't throw a two-yard pass, obviously, they loaded nine men in the box and said, okay, Christian, do what you got to do. And you know what? I give a lot of credit to Christian McCaffrey, And, and I give a lot of credit to Shanahan. He was trying every trick in the book, every scheme, every reverse flip, double reverse motion, this guy. He tried everything, and McCaffrey took a beating during that game. An an absolute beating, knowing he was going to take a beating and still ran the ball and ran it for 84 yards. Look, at the end of the day, I was not impressed with the Eagles' offense at all. I mean, I I know San Francisco's defense is amazing, but I mean, Hurts threw for 121 yards on 15 completions, right? Nobody ran the ball. They had 269 yards total offense. This was not a dominant performance. This was a dominant defensive performance against running backs. And I, I just, again,
0: the way the game started with Purdy in there, you know, it, it they started like they finished. It, it just seemed to me that the Eagles, again, and I think it's, it's some one of this intimidation factor that this team kind of brings. They just, it feels like they've won before they've already played. It's just like they're coming in, they're kind of a fearful group, their defensive line still unbelievable, um, and, and it's it's just kind of a, a scary group. And I just think the 49ers, you know, came into the game, you know, kind of as as the the little boys and the little kids. And they, you know, at the end of the day, the 49ers two years in a row have come up short in the NFC Championship. And whether that's because of, I mean, it is because of, you know, quarterback injuries and, and all that, mm-hmm. you know, it it, it sucks because it's, there's nothing exactly they can do. And now they got to look at in this offseason, they have a million uh, free agents sure. on the line. They have three quarterbacks that are injured with serious injuries this year. Um, you know, two of them might not even be ready for the start of of the season. It, it, it's just kind of a mess there. So you know, they have they have a lot of things that they kind of have to. They to think do. Of. But I would have loved to see
1: this game with Purdy healthy the whole game. Like that, it, we were robbed of what could have been a really good game. Yeah, I guess I I, I guess we will uh, we, we, we will we never know. know. So hey, uh, the, the, the other thing. Wait, the, the other thing is, what the hell, dude? Before this year, Hassan Redick might have been up there with top five most overrated, overhyped, what underperforming players in the National Football League coming out of college. What a dominating it's, it's year. Oh, and he looks every bit the part right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he is unblockable. It's crazy. I don't know where the hell this... Man, if that was what was happening in Arizona, they would have signed him for a billion dollars. Uh, like oh, no, he, definitely. God. I mean,
0: it's God. It, it's really incredible how well he's playing. Um, when you look at, they traded for Robert Quinn because they thought they needed edge rush help. He doesn't even play play um, right? for them. So their defensive then, line is then, really founded.
1: No, their de- defensive line is ridiculous. And then when you take all the starters out and you put all the scrubs in, the scrubs are in Dominick and Sue. You know, like it's, like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Not fair at all. But the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. And I
0: expect their offense to have a better game in the Super Bowl, which, you know, the way, the way their defense is playing, it's going to be a tall task um, for yes, the but Chiefs. but defense is
1: going to be severely tested yeah. in a way that they haven't been tested at all in these playoffs. Most, most definitely. And you have the Chiefs, Bengals, AFC Championship, where the
0: Chiefs win in walk-off, sort of walk-off fashion with <laughs> a Harrison yeah. Buckker, Bucker field goal um, in the... Winding down seconds, kind of. What a game. Um, yeah, a great game. Another classic, you know, just like last year, you know, except instead of McPherson, it's Bucker this year for the win. Uh, it, you know, in this game, I, I was, I'll just say, I was truly just impressed by the quarterback play, by by both guys. Sure. I, th- these are the two best quarterbacks in the league. I, I don't yep. think it's a debate. Um, I, mean, I, I think these guys are the the future you know, you know, goat conversation type of, of players here. Um, I think when you, when we talk about, you know, the bills and Josh Allen and Dak and, and the Cowboys and, um, you know, some of these other quarterbacks that were like, I don't know if they'll ever, you know, get to that conversation because I don't know if they can beat some of these, you know, guys like Burrow and, and Mahomes and get to Super Bowls. Yes. Burrow lost in the Super Bowl last year, lost in the AFC championship. I don't. I. I don't think this is like it or something. Or their windows closed. Like this, he'll. They'll no. be back. They can win more rings for sure. Um. And then you know, for Mahomes, I mean, what what, what more can you say? There, there's nothing more you can say. This was one of his best performances of his career. I mean, this was. It would have
1: been one of his best performances if it wasn't on a bad ankle. You like? He just insane. He's unbelievable well, on, on one on one foot, and he was visibly hurt visibly yeah.
0: hurt. Uh yeah, he just didn't he didn't make a mistake the entire game. Nope. The nope. entire game, flawless. Um I thought it was kind of weird that, you know, I thought Pacheco, you know, had, you know, some some runs early that were called back. They had a lot of holds um yeah. on some of his, you know, decent runs and then they just kind of, you know, didn't run the ball at all with him. Um but I Valdez Scantling was huge. Obviously Kelsey who was questionable to even play, you know, right. came up big um, you know, it, and, and Valdez-Scantling is, is, you know, the wide receiver of choice in this game. You know, one has has stepped up in at least every game. You know, a lot of guys got hurt. Juju got hurt. Tony got hurt. Um, I think Hardman re-injured himself, too.
1: Yeah. So three guys were out. Right. So like, Valdez-Scantling I mean, really You had Kemp up. out there. Who the hell's Kemp? I, I don't right? know. And Sky and Moore had seven look, targets. I mean, as, this is a guy they like, don't want to throw the ball to.
0: Sky Moore, you know, we all were talking about coming out of, you know, college. I'm not a fan of Sky oh, Moore. Oh, I'm not
1: either. I'm not. He's but, a
0: puss. But he comes up he had, you know, three catches there, so you know at least contributed to it. But it, all Mahomes. You, you know what's
1: interesting about Pacheco? Just go to, to Pacheco for a second. This guy runs with an absolute. Like, he just runs with a nastiness that I haven't yeah, seen since Marshawn Lewis or Marshawn um, uh, Lynch. Lynch. Mm-hmm. Like he is. I, and the funny thing is, is he only ran for twenty six yards. If you would have told me just by watching the game, I would have said he had like ninety. Like, it just felt like he was blowing people away. And you're right, a couple of them were called by holding, a couple of them were, were little screen passes, but he is a, he's just another guy that just adds to another dimension. I mean, it's the game that, that Jet McKinnon did absolutely nothing. And, you know, Valdez Scantling was phenomenal. But go back to Patrick Mahomes, man. This guy, like you said, he doesn't throw a bad ball, ever. Yep, it just doesn't. I mean, like...
0: It's it's just incredible when you watch him throw the ball and it's just perfectly placed. Every oh. every single throw. And again, it doesn't matter who's on the field. They traded freaking Tyreek Hill and they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, Valdez Ganling comes up and Valdez Ganling's a good player. But you know, when when the ball is dropped perfectly in your hands, you know, it really doesn't matter right. who's who's that wide receiver. <laughs> no, Alma Holmes doesn't. in this one, obviously the winding seconds to where they are trying to get into field goal range, um and that. You know, defensive player. I think it was uh, Asai, um, Asai pushes oh. Mahomes out.
1: You know, and, I actually uh, felt bad for him. I mean, I, I they had to have him on suicide watch. Like, I mean, yeah. he looked visibly distraught. And puts I felt him in awful. Puts him in field goal
0: range, and Bucker, you know, finishes it off. Um, but but I thought the Bengals, in a way, had chance after chance to, you know, maybe be a little more, you know, aggressive in a way. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, it wasn't a popular kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess thought, but I thought there were several kind of mid-fourth downs, you know, from midfield that they, they should have gone for, been a little more aggressive. You know, I thought they were a little too comfortable in their defense. Um, I think it's what kind of got them beat in the Super Bowl last year was they were a little too comfortable in the defense. Man, I want the ball in Burrow's hands. He had a, yeah. you know, he didn't have as great of a, a game as the guy that's going to the Super Bowl, but I, I thought he still had a really good game. Um, T. Higgins had, had a really you know, incredible catch on that that touchdown where it was kind of just high point high pointed perfectly. Um Perfect. and this Bengals team will be back. Again, yeah. like I said, like there there's no I don't feel the same as I do with, with, you know, the Bills and their loss and the Cowboys and their loss. I feel like this Bengals team's fine. This is a group that's gonna stay together. They they they're very young. They don't have to really deal with cap, you know, kind of mm-hmm. uh, problems for maybe a couple more years. So they'll be back and the
1: Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. The Bengals lost this game for two major reasons. Number one, they co- Joe Mixon couldn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a non-factor in a game. He had to be a factor. He was such a big factor in that Buffalo Bills win. And he ran the ball eight times for 19 yards. You know, I mean, that just can't be. Three catches, 15 yards. That, that's, you need Mixon to be a player. Like, he's one of the guys that had to show up, especially when Boyd got hurt. And then secondly, the offensive line did not play the way they played against the Bills. I mean, he gave up five sacks, and Chris, holy crap, Jones, is a man. <laughs> he's a beast, yeah. He's a man. Chris, he's another guy. Oh, yeah. my God, you can't, you can't block him. Chris he's unblockable. Jones,
0: Chris Jones started his oh. career, whenever, when, whenever it was, you know, I think he's been in the league six or seven years now. Chris Jones started his career as just this big kind of nose tackle run stopper. Mm-hmm. Now he's an edge rusher that that gets two sacks a game. Like this is not the same Chris Jones that started his career. It's it's insane how good a 6'6", 315 three fifteen pound you know edge rusher now is is just kind of yeah. playing. I mean he's he's a freak man, and he was he he is the X factor for the Chiefs defense because. You know, their, their secondary is questionable at times. Their safety play is definitely questionable at times. But, man, when he gets pressure up the middle on the edge, he he's a game changer for sure. And, I mean, he's up, we're, we're about to talk about the NFL honors. He's up for Defensive Player of the Year. And, I mean, I know, you know, the playoffs aren't really supposed to take into account the award, but <laughs> after that performance, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's, you know, you got to at least talk about that, you know, being a factor. So, it will be Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl again. We will talk more about that as you know the weeks prevail. But we have the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl games. You know, I guess this year is. I mean, whatever, the only maybe. reason
1: I want to, I don't want to watch it. I just want to watch the Mannings, like because they're funny. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, but the actual game, the flag football game, the you know the different things that they do, uh, I'm out. I-, I got better things to do in my life.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then the Super Bowl. Will be February twelfth, which is seems like a little later this year in terms of you know that. Yeah, late it does the, seem like into, a, a into week February. later, but I guess the extra week of the season um, will do that. So uh, we'll have more Super Bowl preview as 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 we go on. Um, Philly is minus one, a and, one and a half, and a half
1: point, to start. point. Yeah, one and a half point favorite. I was a little surprised by that spread. So well, what? Wait, wait, were you surprised? I thought they'd be a little more. I thought a two and a yeah. half three yeah that, I, that's i thought it's i thought they i actually thought that they would be at least a, a field goal if not more favorite all Right. well and for you know
0: for this got to be a one of the first times that both one seeds made the the super bowl is that i mean it's obviously happened but i feel like no, the last couple happened. years it's it hasn't been that kind of you know just just written up like that way so you have both number no, one seeds happened.
1: To, Andy uh, Reid going back to against the yeah TV. a lot of storylines Kelsey Coach. brothers playing
0: against Kelsey each other brothers. it's uh it'll be a, a a great matchup so I'm excited for uh, that that one in a couple weeks but uh, now
1: uh, let's uh, get just, to I'm just, I'm uh, practicing I'm practicing I'm practice ready.
0: let's get to uh the last thing we were going to talk about here the NFL honors with the awards coming up this weekend also the Hall of Fame class was revealed we'll talk about who we think is is getting in and who's not. Um, we'll start with the awards here. Obviously, MVP, you know, Player of the Year, Offensive and Defensive, uh, Rookies of the Year, kind of go down the list here. MVP, you got Mahomes, Allen Burrow, Hurts, and Justin Jefferson, who were the finals there. Um, I, You know, I, I think the guys that you got to talk about are Mahomes and Hurts that are, you know, the two yeah. have been going back all year. Um, and then the Hertz injury kind of, you know, pretty much gave, the award, I think, to 100%. Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes. 100%. Is going to take I, I think
1: it would have been a really cool be. argument if Hertz had played the whole season. Yeah. But Definitely. what Mahomes did in a year where if I can go back 18 weeks, or <laughs> no, actually now 20 weeks, a certain co-host or or lead host uh, predicted that Kansas City wouldn't make the the uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: it's terrible. I mean, I, I it's don't even terrible. know.
1: And so therefore do you need to give Patrick Mahomes his due and yeah. give him the MVP. Give him the MVP.
0: Again, like you said, Jalen Hurts plays those last two games and he wins one or wins both, you know, and goes fifteen and one, 14, and or fifteen and two, 16 and one. I I think you know he he would probably win it. Um but you know it, it's, it's this simple,
1: okay? Mahomes has five hundred yards more passing than the next guy. He has six more touchdowns than the next guy. Like, this was a dominant year. The team finished in first place. This was not his best offensive team that he's ever had out there. This is a no-brainer. Patrick Mahomes is winning the MVP. Yep, agreed. Offensive player
0: of the year um, usually doesn't go to the MVP, which is the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) Hey, got to give two different awards up. I mean, when you look at this one, like, I would assume Justin Jefferson, you know, they don't. I don't think they do. They usually give offensive player of the year to quarterbacks. I thought Not it's like really. the skill position. I mean, yeah, it is really a skill. J- position. Justin Jefferson should win. I mean, he had a fantastic year. Wide receiver was the best in in the league this year, so I, I do, would give it to Justin Jefferson.
1: So, I mean, the fact that he had 128 catches, you know, which is nine more than than Tyreek Hill, is you know certainly awesome. I don't know, man. Like, I think Justin Jefferson had a good year, but he had like five. Amazingly big games, and there were a lot of games he was completely not even oh, yeah. on the score sheet. For sure. Yep. Right. So, and again, a Minnesota team that he didn't—he won them like two games. It wasn't like he won them mm-hmm. eight. Yeah. I, I think you know, just I mean, without Tyree Kill, Miami wouldn't have even been on the planet. Without Kelsey, I don't think Casey would have been the number one seed. Right. I you know, without Josh Jacobs, I, I mean, Jesus, I mean the. That was a hell of a year for a running back who had nothing, you know, going for him in terms of that place. Like, I think there are other people that should be in the conversation. I actually, to to candidly, I would give it to Travis Kelsey. This guy, 110 catches, 1,338 yards, 12 TDs, and he blocks, and he does it all. Like, I just think he's, he's, for a tight end, to be number three in the league in receptions is insane. He'd be my pick, but Justin Jefferson's going to win. I agree with that as well. Defensive player of the year,
0: we were just talking about it. You got Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. You know, the obvious... isn't winning. No. The obvious winner was Nick Bosa, but again, Chris Jones. It is Bosa. Chris Jones, not even in, you know, just that game. He had, he had a crazy underrated season. Like, yes. just a dominant, you know, season. And he is so valuable to that Chiefs defense. But yes, Nick Bosa will win. He had a,
1: you know, even like, better year you- there. If you added the playoffs, it'd be between Chris Jones and Hassan Reddick. Yeah. But just so, so. the just just the uh, what should we call it? Uh, just the regular season, Nick Bosa wins it going away.
0: Yeah, agree there. Comeback Player of the Year: Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. This is a tough one, man. That is you a got, tough one. You got three three guys that had just incredible years after you know really just coming back from from nothing last year of injury. You know, I, I, you know, Saquon with injury, Christian McCaffrey with injury, but I think when it, when there's another kind of element to it that isn't injury, when you look at Geno Smith, it wasn't injury. Geno Smith just wasn't a starting quarterback. He just wasn't that good. And then comes out and has a year that that you now can consider him a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He just has this incredible year and takes a Seattle team that we thought would be bottom three to the, you know, to the playoffs. So. Not, not only bottom three, we thought bottom three in the league. Yeah. Like, not in the NFC. Of course. In the league. This, this is a no-brainer to me. This has to be Geno Smith, right? Like, this I is... I totally agree. This is one of the best comeback, you know, kind of stories in a season that, that we've seen in a while because of just the fact it wasn't injury. It just was kind of... He never had a starting job, and he just gets handed this starting job. And, and I don't think the Seahawks were really hoping for anything. And they got, you know, a really good player yes but you know if he, he doesn't win it's a travesty year. it's
1: a travesty yep if he doesn't win
0: i agree there all right coach of the year we got brian dable doug peterson and kyle shanahan now this mm-hmm. one has been brian dable for you know pretty much the Week. whole year but i think doug peterson yeah. ha- has an argument there kyle shanahan um i'm kind of he's listen yeah, I mean, he's up when there you have that much talent yeah, you can't be the and coach and he's a great coach you. but You got to look at what Brian Dable and and Doug Peterson, you know, were dealt with, with, and I think Brian Dable with kind of less talent around him and what he did for that Giants team and kind of the culture change that he brought, I I still think you give
1: it to Dave. Yep, 100%. I I think what he did on a Giants team that we thought would be irrelevant and turn them around to be a playoff team with the sixth seed and win a playoff game, there's no doubt in my mind that Brian Dable is going to win this award.
0: I agree there as well. Um, let's go to the rookies of the year. Our last two reward awards. We got offensive and defensive. Offensive. You got Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson um, as your finalists. Alave doesn't make the finals, which is crazy. You <laughs> know, was, to me, he, he was, was the winner through much. what thirteen he, weeks, and then he kind of got injured hurt too and, much. I don't know, injured too much. I, I think, I think all three have a argument. And, you know, it's probably, you know, when you look at, like, the betting odds, Kenneth Walker's, like, this overwhelmingly favorite. So if you're trying to talk about who's going to win it, probably is Kenneth Walker. I I don't think Kenneth Walker should win. I would give it to Brock Purdy. Is that that crazy to say? I'd give it to Brock Purdy. You know, I understand he only played a certain amount of games, you know, regular season, whatever. and, And if you're not taking the playoffs into, you know, into the discussion... I don't think it needs to. I think when you see a guy that comes in as Mr. Irrelevant, you know, and, and just plays that good for, you know, even the, the short sample size, it's not like Kenneth Walker broke rookie records and all this. Yeah. Yeah. Thou- yeah. A thousand rushing yards. That's great. You know, it's, it's not that hard to do you know nowadays. Garrett Wilson, a thousand receiving yards. That's great. You know, not that hard to do, but what Brock Purdy did, I think was pretty, you know, I, I think was pretty impressive. I understand he's, he's gets put in an offense that isn't that hard to manage, but, I think what Purdy did was a little more impressive than Wilson Walker. Two great seasons from them, you know, three great seasons overall. I would give it to Purdy, even though, you know, Walker is
1: is probably going to win. Uh, listen, I you make a really strong point, and I don't have much to honestly tell you you're wrong. I mean, he was 7-0. and He came in and saved the season. I mean, although a lot could be said for the fact that they were, you know— 12 or what was it, 11 and one or 12 and one once they got you know McCaffrey mm-hmm. so you know I mean a lot had to or 10, maybe it was 10 and 0 but like it, it, there's just so much talent on that team it's really hard to say hey Brock Purdy you know you were a little bit more than a game manager well done you know in seven games I just I don't see that happening I think Kenneth Walker is going to win it just because Alave and Wilson basically had the same season and they probably split votes with Wilson getting a little bit higher nod getting into third place but mm-hmm. I, I think Kenneth Walker is going to win. You know, mm-hmm. I just think overall, you know, getting over a thousand yards on a pretty crappy team with a pretty, you know, very young offensive line, you know, having the year that he had, I, I, I think he's going to win.
0: All right, you'll go with the favorite there, and then Garrett Wilson, you know, and, and Alave, you know, are going to be two great wide receivers for a long oh, time. Yeah, and I think or both get teams them, are happy. Getting quarterbacks, with, right? Just both get teams are happy with two wide receivers that have a thousand yard. You know, 1,000-yard years, and they both didn't have a, qu- a quarterback, basically. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. you know, something to look forward to there for both teams. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year is our last one there. Uh, we got Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen. All three had great years, but I'm giving it to Sauce Gardner. Uh, oh, an absolute shutdown of a season. You know, when you come into the NFL not giving up a touchdown in college and being called one of the best corners in college football history – and you come in the NFL and you don't have a single drop off in that kind yeah. of, you know, production and, and live up to those expectations. How do you not get how do you not get the rookie of the year? You know, defensively, he was he was he was shut down in the NFL. He was the same player he was in college. Uh, it's pretty impressive in year one. Oh,
1: I agree. I, I, I think the fact that y- you can't look at interceptions as the only, you know, no. he wasn't even thrown he could, at right he, he exactly throw right. at him. Right. I mean, you have to look at the percentage of completion that he had, the wide receivers had against him. It's like one of the lowest in the history of the NFL. Like this is as good of a, you know, I'll shut down the one side of the field as there has been since like Deion Sanders. So I I think he runs away with the defensive player of the year or rookie of the year.
0: Yep. I agree as well. So we'll go with those for our picks. Nothing that crazy not crazy, um, you know. Not crazy. The, the Your Brock Purdy are, would be crazy, but yeah, the awards are, you know, usually set in stone. It's just kind of fun to see them handed out. So we'll see that this weekend, um, and then we'll get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Let's read them off to see the sort of finalists. Should we do it like last year?
1: You tell me. You, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can going to them off and, list like,
0: him off and then we'll we'll kind of discuss here. So we got okay. Jared Allen. I believe he was in a, a finalist last year and then didn't he get um, didn't didn't get picked. Um, Jared Allen, great player. Um, What's your your thoughts there? Does he get in this year? No. No. I I don't think so.
1: Jared Allen is going to be one of those guys who probably gets in eventually. And he was an excellent, excellent defensive lineman for the Vikings. But at the end of the day, he is absolutely positively not getting in with this class.
0: That was, um, uh, I agree with that one as well. Willie Anderson, his next offensive tackle. I'm not gonna act. Yeah, late. remember
1: I was shocked when they when he was a finalist last year. Yeah. Um again, if you look at some of the offensive linemen that are in up for it this year, I just I don't see Willie Anderson getting in. Again, another good player yep, not, who had a good career, but I mean, you, you're going to put him up against Joe Thomas? I mean, come on. Not there's gonna no chance. All right,
0: Ronde Barber, uh, finally a guy that I can, you know, at least speak about. 15 years <laughs> on Tampa, you know, he was a, a really good corner. Um, it was a good it, corner in the league.
1: Hall of Fame. So you know? any, no, not at not at all. Like it's actually a little bit disturbing that he's a finalist. <laughs> I just, I just to me, he was always a good player. Like this is not like. Are we doing Hall of Fame? We just basically say, hey, anybody you, who's a good player when can you get look in. Look at
0: the guys as we go down on the list. It's just yeah. not gonna. You know, they're they're going to get in every time over. You know, guys like like Rondé Barber, Willie Anderson, like that. So. Yeah. Um, keeping it going. Dwight Freeney is next. Long-time Colt player. Um, definitely a legend for sure. Dominant. Yeah. You know, defensive
1: end. Um, does he, he did get win? In he did win a Super Bowl. You know, yep. I, the problem with, with, with Dwight Freeney is he played on the teams with, you know, Peyton Manning. You know, right. so, you know, is he going to get in? I, I truly believe Dwight Freeney will get in. I don't believe he will get in this year. Yeah, it's one of those. It might take another, you know, year or two there. It's
0: going to um, take him a while. Yeah. All right. My favorite one. We had this discussion for a while last year. Uh, Devin Hester, um, best <laughs> special teams kick returner, punt returner um, that we've ever seen. I, I, I stand by what I said last year. You didn't make it last year. I, I say you put him in. I mean he's he's the best at what you know he was, you know, at, at his job that we've seen in you know in NFL history. I think that's a type of player you put in the Hall of Fame for you know just being dominant kick returner, punt returner. Um, and and just a, you know, a legendary moment in the Super Bowl. I, I think there's a lot of, you know, when you talk about Devin Hester, everyone knows the name. Everyone knows what he did, um, yeah. and I, and I think he, he he's got to get in. Do I think he gets in this year? Does it take a little longer, like you said with Freeney, maybe. But I still think he needs to he needs to make it.
1: Uh, I I get what you're saying, and I do. Look, he is the be- he is one of the the two or three best to ever do it at his position. So, from that perspective, yes, he should eventually get in the Hall of Fame. But that's all he was. He wasn't a good wide receiver. No. He was just a good kick returner. Right? right? You so, put him as a that returner. I know. I, and again, I could see that getting in at some point. I don't see it getting in this year. All right. Moving on,
0: Tory Holt. Better receiver, get little in. Rams Better get in. wide
1: receiver. Uh, enough is enough. Like yeah. this poor guy I Bruce is in. Izzy mm-hmm. Bruce is in, right? Kurt Warner's in. Well, how the hell do you think that they were the greatest show on turf without him? Yeah. And what Marshall Falk is in? Like put Tory Holt damn in, the, in in the Hall of Fame, would you? Yeah. He was I phenomenal. I agree as well. More wide
0: receivers here. Th- this one is insane to me. Andre Johnson? Mm. Dude, that Andre Johnson's got to be in the Hall of Fame, man. That, that that's got to be a no-brainer to
1: me. It is, however, like it, it goes to like where these guys have phenomenal careers and then they try to extend it and they go to another team and then they yeah. go to another team and they keep getting worse. You know, when he went to Indianapolis and yeah. then he went to like the Tennessee Titans and his career just started to fall apart. When he was in Houston, I mean, he was the, he, I mean, perfect example was the other guy who was on Houston, DeAndre Hopkins. He was the DeAndre Hopkins for several years in the league. He mm-hmm. was the best wide receiver for at least three years of that time. There, is it enough to be in the Hall of Fame? He's 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 borderline to me. I, I think you can make the justification to put him in. I could also see holding him out.
0: Yeah, I, I agree as well. But he was just such a dominant you know player in, in his prime. For a in couple Houston. years for sure. He yes. didn't he didn't have any you know consistent quarterback play. He was just kind of this this beast wide receiver. So I, yeah. I like him to be in as well. Um, some corners now, Albert Lewis, uh, Kansas City L- A Chiefs. little before my time.
1: Like, I mean, yeah. he mm-hmm. was, when I was really young, I remember the name. I honestly couldn't comment. I don't remember him, candidly. I mean, mm-hmm. this is when I was like, you know, 12 years old. So, I mean, yeah, I remember him being in the league, but I, I couldn't tell you if he's worthy or not. All played right. for a long time.
0: Yeah, to a guy that all of us will know and I think is probably the biggest lock on this entire um, uh, on this entire list, Darrell Revis, the yes. Island himself. Yes. It has, in the in. I mean, has to be an has to be. I mean, there's a debate.
1: No, there, there isn't a debate. I mean, obviously his last year in Kansas city wasn't very good, but his career was phenomenal. He is the original to me, shut down Island corner of my mm-hmm. time since, you know, Dion. I mean, there was Dion and then there was Darrell, yeah. you know, I mean, the guy was so damn good. Uh, those years on the jets were unbelievable. You know he has a ring, you know, with the Patriots. So uh, yes, I think Darrell Rivas will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's got to be, got to be um, in there. own. and I think I'm, he makes it this year.
0: Yeah, it has to be. I, I agree as well. Is this his first kind of ballot? I think it. I think it is. Yeah, it's got to be first ballot. So uh, keep me going, Joe Thomas, the 100%. legendary left tackle for Cleveland. I mean, one Could of the best me. left tackles of all time. Absolutely.
1: Dude, if you look, I want to talk about Mister Consistent. In ten years, I think he missed like two snaps. Yeah, he you know, probably like, gave uh, up one sack in, in yeah, 10 years. I, I mean. This was the quintessential left tackle that all other left tackles were judged by. Yeah, exactly. Right, If that isn't the reason you should be in the Hall of Fame, then I, I don't know what the criteria is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, the best, he's one of the best that I ever saw do it.
0: All right, linebackers here. We got three to list off. You got Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, and Patrick Willis. And when I look at all three, I want to say yes to all three, especially Demarcus Ware and Patrick Willis. Zach Thomas is... I think the only one, you know, maybe, maybe not, but Demarcus Ware, that's he's got to get in. Patrick Willis was was a beast, you know, for San Fran for so many years. I think they both have to get in.
1: So Demarcus Ware and Patrick Willis will absolutely be Hall of Famers. Zach Thomas, I, my brother and I have had this. He's a huge Dolphin fan. Have had this fight probably for the last ten years. He is one of the big Zach Thomas fans of the world. Yeah, I, I like Zach Thomas. Yeah, look, and Zach Thomas was a great middle linebacker. He was short, like undersized. He was a bulldog. He, you know, did a phenomenal job. But there were better, there there was better people on the team at that time, you know, in terms of overall on the defense. I I think Zach Thomas was an excellent player. I I think Zach Thomas was a above excellent player. I don't believe he was a Hall of Famer. I, I don't think that you could look at Zach Thomas's career and look at the impact that DeMarcus Ware and Patrick Willis had on their teams. You know, and and taking their teams further than they should have. I, I think Demarcus Ware gets in this year. I think Patrick Willis is probably borderline this year, but probably will get in next year. All right, I I, I need Demarcus Ware in though. It's got to be yes for He's sure. He's getting in.
0: Another He's Dallas Cow, in. another Dallas Cowboy player, Darren Woodson,
1: longtime safety. But, there, does Darren but, Woodson get in? It, if he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame is crap. Okay. <laughs> This is I mean, you want to put the triplets in, all right? Obviously, Aikman, Michael Irvin, and uh, Emmett Smith make all the sense for the Cowboys three p, you know, the three Super Bowls in four years. the dominance that we had during that ten year period. The quarterback on the other side of the field was Darren Woodson. He was the man, all right? The guy was a. Absolute beast of a safety. He would run stopping, pass deflections, interceptions, running the defense. The guy was phenomenal. This guy was one of the best safeties during the 90s, early 2000s. He absolutely should get in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yep. I agree with that one as well. Um, and then our final one would be Reggie Wayne, longtime wide receiver for the Colts. Another one I'm kind of surprised, man.
1: Reggie Wayne's not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Reggie Wayne needs to be a Hall of Fame. I mean, Look, probably what a third of all of Peyton Manning's yards yeah. went to him. I, I mean, this is a guy who, for 13 years, was the number one wide receiver in Indianapolis for teams that were dominant and at the top of their game. You know, for most of that decade, I I, I can't make an argument that doesn't have Reggie Wayne in the in the uh, Hall of Fame. I I hope he makes it this year. I, you know, this is a tough class and. I don't know they don't make it this year, but Reggie Wayne will be in the Hall of Fame in the next if it's not this year within the next two years.
0: Yep. I I, I agree with those as well. So they're, obviously not everyone can get in, so you know, someone's no. gonna get gypped the, again. This
1: year, I'm I'm saying it's gonna be it's gonna be Tory Holt, it's gonna be Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, and and Darren Woodson. Those are my predictions. So you're saying Willis doesn't get in and obviously Hester
0: um, not yet, and Andre Johnson, not yet. Correct. All right. Well, that's you know that was that, that was good insight there. You know, some of these older players, we got to go to the older people. You know, on the on well, the show, to, me old. Are you about. calling
1: me old, little man? But
0: I I can agree with you know what I know about, about the rest of them too, and that will uh, that will probably be you know who gets in this year as well. I always thought okay. the Hall of Fame was such a such a weird process. How you you know got to wait this many years to be out of the league. And then you got finalists and then semi-finalists and then only a certain amount of those people get in. It's You know, they, they keep it very exclusive. You know, they, they're not just letting everybody but it should be.
1: in. Yeah, of course. It should be. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, don't have a don't have an exclusive club and let everybody in. It's, right. To me, that just doesn't make any sense. You know, I just feel bad. Like, Tori Holt has been a finalist four times. Reggie Wayne, four times. Zach Thomas, four times. Like, these guys must be losing their mind.
0: Yeah, they're you know, especially Reggie, Reggie Wayne, man, that kind of, that kind of doesn't sit well with me. The fact that, you know, Reggie Wayne is a top, you know, 20 wide receiver of all time, you know, top 25 guy that we talk about, you know, as, as one of the greats and he's, you know, hasn't been in yet. So.
1: Well, you know, and, and the funny thing about Reggie Wayne, right. I mean, this guy was, he was a beast at Miami in college, right. I mean, he was a first round draft pick, you know, but he is, you know, and in a time where there wasn't, like, the guy who caught 100 passes a lot, I right. mean, he did it, like, four times in a row. Like, yeah. I mean, the guy was just unbelievable. I think he had, like, 8,000-yard receiving years. You know, he's he's got, you know, I think his total – I was looking him up earlier. It was over 1,000 catches for his career, over 14,000 yards. He had over 80-something touchdowns. Like, this guy had a really, really good, uh, you know, career. Yeah. He was all pro several times. Like, he needs to get in
0: agree with that all right that is it for today's episode we will be back friday um and and we'll kind of you know keep looking into that super bowl matchup we'll uh maybe we'll have an update on lebron and and you know keep talking about some some nba there beautiful